0: Welcome to the Bards and Builders Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Serato, And I'm Tom Schmid. Tom, tell them what we're
1: about. We are a world-building and homebrew podcast, inspiring players and dungeon masters to set the handbook aside and really make the game their own. We hope to (coughs) bardically inspire our listeners to put a twist in the game, make a new race, play on a far-off planet, or even create a pirate captain named Guywin Fierley who will take your players straight to Flavor Island.
0: Uh, What do you want to do? Talk about ourselves for just a second?
1: Yeah, we got to tell the listeners who they're listening to.
0: Okay. So, I have been a dungeon master for a little bit. I've been playing things like Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition and Pathfinder over the years. And, above all, I love creating characters and homebrewing up good stuff. How about you, Tub?
1: My tabletop experience is a little bit weird. I actually started when I was really little. Um, my uncle and my cousins would play Dungeons & Dragons kind of like Dungeons & Dragons Light, because I was pretty little and like violently bashing somebody's head in for make-pretend time was a, a little rough. I grew up kind of like reading the books and looking at all the pictures. Um, in college, I played for a little bit. It was kind of a weird mix between first edition and Pathfinder um and then hell of a mix yeah it was weird uh i still i don't think i was actually playing it right but the dm was just kind of going with it uh he's a pretty cool guy i played a little bit here and there i always liked the books, so i'd kind of like peruse through them um and then finally we were able to get together and start playing our own campaign so we've got two campaigns going on right now and it's amazing
0: yeah we we kind of have an alternating thing going on, It's which, which is really fun in a way. I DM one session. My friend Emily DMs the next session. We just go on and off. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. I get to play a character, and I don't have to restrict myself too hard because, man, do I love making characters. It's a good time.
1: And then in Chad's campaign, I'm actually playing a, a monk subclass that he homebrewed, but we'll get to that
0: eventually. Yeah. We'll get to that eventually, because it's still playtesting. Oh, yeah. What are we going to do this episode, Tom?
1: Well, so for the general layout of this podcast, we are going to kind of organize each episode by world, and whether that means a whole world that we're going to try and create, or a piece of one that already exists, we're going to kind of walk through homebrewing places and the races and classes that you might find in each of these brand new worlds. We're gonna take a look at the world, we're gonna tweak it around. We would love to hear your suggestions of maybe worlds that you've seen in a show or read about in a book, or that you've just had a weird dream about. Uh we would love to hear from you guys, and then we would love to kind of walk through homebrewing some random new places. And uh we would love your feedback. We are homebrewing on the spot. So, obviously, everything is not going to be play tested, but we kind of wanted to walk through the process of, like, what's it like to make something new in these games, because they don't really have great instructions for
0: it. Also, let me just say, we're going to be working mainly with the 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons. True, true. One thing I really love about it, 5th edition offers what I feel like a really good foundation For home brewing, it has a system that I feel like I can change up a lot. It has a lot of potential for more races, more classes, which is quite an undertaking, and class options, which I'm a big fan of.
1: All right, so let's just dive right in.
0: All right, Tom. So where do you think we should start off with episode one?
1: I think we're going to keep it pretty easy, and just start in Faerun, the the continent that. Most of the ha- uh, player handbooks and things like that are set on.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that's also where R.A. Salvatore's books take place with the Legend of Drizzt series. i
1: just getting through the first book now. <laughs> Still in the Underdark.
0: Can I just say I like to personally call him Drizzt because I feel like it rolls off the tongue better? Drizzt. It, it's very hard to say. I hmm?
1: usually just pronounce the Z's like an S more, so it's just Drizzt.
0: Ah, <sighs> oh, man. The Drow languages. It's a doozy. Do you want to talk about the humans of the Faerun a little bit?
1: Yeah, I think that humans are one of the more... I, th- I think humans, elves, and dwarves are listed as the like super common races with halflings and gnomes being kind of accepted as, as common and then uh, sort of like the dragonborn and tieflings being the more uncommon races. And I think humans are the most common and also the most
0: overlooked. I'm guilty of thinking humans can be real boring, because I'm like, well, I'm a human. I'd rather be a dwarf. It's really interesting to see uh, not only how humans reflect humans in real life a little bit, but to even more of an extreme. In Faerun, there are tons of varieties of humans not really having their own sub-race or sub-heritage, whatever you prefer in your wording, compared to other races, but they're really diverse and spread out. It's honestly one of the most broken-up races out of them, uh, ranging from like pale to dark skin, just as we see in real life. But they also have this chemistry with other races that brings about you know, sort of mules of sort, or molds if you're mixing a human and a dwarf together. Hey. Yeah, you don't see that in 5e. I mean, there's the half-elves, half-orcs, Humans have so much diversity, and also they can be considered alongside one of the most ancient races, but having a much shorter lifespan than dwarves or elves, which, in my personal opinion, some of the best things in life are short. So I think humans kind of have it made, you know?
1: And that's something that's really good to consider when you're building a race, is the uh, lifespan. It can really, it, at least from an RP standpoint, it can really affect how you want to play that character and how they sort of react with the world. Um, For example, I'm playing in Aarakocra right now, which they like mature at age three, and then I think they live to be like 30 years old, so super short-lived as far as the sentient races go, and you just got to kind of live life to the fullest when you you don't have that long.
0: Yeah. Something to think about. Yeah, I think it's actually pretty fun to... I mean, I'm not saying you should be playing until your character dies of old age, (laughs) but...
1: Who's to say grandpa adventures are really great?
0: Oh my god. Honestly, if you have an adventurer who lives to be of old age, they are the scariest goddamn adventurer out there. They're the grizzled ones with scars everywhere, wielding some unknown speaking sword. Like, it was back to what I was saying. Humans, along with the Aarakocra, mostly humans though, it's really interesting to see uh, what they do with that short lifespan in comparison to the other races being very well developed, very spread out across the continent in so many ways, having huge amounts of variety, whether it being uh, part of, like, the Ten Towns or being the barbarians who attack the Ten Town, being a simple fishing village, being part of a, like, bustling uh, city, and you don't see that kind of variety of culture in the other races. So... As much as I like to think humans are kind of boring and sort of a base race, they are just as well really interesting when you want to make a character like this because you have so many choices. Mm-hmm.
1: Another cool thing to consider with humans is because they're so spread out, you you can kind of get your uh, your pull on resources and relationships a little bit more. If you're in a campaign that seems to be traveling around a lot, or if your DM specifically mentions like, all right, like the, the more rare races are, are really feared or they're kind of rejected from society. Being a human is really great because uh, you, depending on who your DM is, you might get advantages or just even from an RP standpoint, being able to be like, well, I go into the city because I look like everyone else and no one's really going to be able to tell the difference. Whereas if you're an arachokra, it's really hard to hide that you're a giant <laughs> feathered uh, wingman. And- Holy
0: shit, is that a bird? let me talk about for just a second how (laughs) how also how humans are a kind of a base i mean we live the human life but in a lot of other fantasy sci-fi lot of fictional worlds humans can have weird little quirks about them for example in harry potter you see humans as really in a way the base race of that you don't see you know, how elves exactly going to Hogwarts. You're not, they're not like hanging out with the centaurs or anything. I think it's really interesting that humans can be split up so much, where there are the humans who are born with magic, but then there's also the muggles who are the non-magical bits of the human. But then also there's Avatar, where once again humans are split up, having a variety of cultures between four nations.
1: After the last Airbender. Yeah. When you first said I was like, the blue people?
0: (laughs) The last, yep, that's right, the last Airbounder. Having control over elements in certain cultures, it's just really interesting to look at humans in these ways.
1: Another, I guess, human in media that I like to highlight is from The Matrix, which it's not so much a fantasy world as a sci-fi world, but there's a great kind of monologue from Agent Smith. He's explaining how humans are the only species who enter an area, consume all the resources until they pretty much can't live there anymore and then leave or they disregard the entire world around them just so that they can kind of make themselves temporarily happy, which I think is a really cool feature to also play into uh in a fantasy world where there's a lot of sentient beings and it's really easy cuz we're all human and humans are real to just kind of make every character have really human features. Um, but I think it'd be a really great dynamic between, like, an elf and a human to to have the elves be like, we live in perfect harmony in this beautiful forest city place, but humans are like, nah, we want to cut down all those trees, man. Like, we want to just choppy chop. I got this axe.
0: Man, doesn't it kind of, like, bend your mind a little bit? Like, here we are humans talking about humans in, like, fiction. Humans are absolutely non-fiction beings. Like yeah. <laughs> even even in fiction, humans in fiction are very much like the ones in real life. What a, what a twisting thought, you know. So, let me uh let me talk about how you can homebrew humans to be different, which sounds crazy, but let me throw this at you. A lot of monsters, races, they're based off of a large amount of histories and mythologies. Let me talk about how in the Greek mythologies Humans are made from clay. Not only that, they have four arms, four legs, and two heads. I thought about this a lot, and I really don't feel like, you know, the the two sets of everything really works out so well. I wanted to take that and really base something off of that. I made this race called the Earthen. Tom, tell me about the Earthen a little bit. You've seen them in my campaign.
1: Yes, they did appear. Um, It was actually my first session playing in this campaign with this group of people. It was really cool. Um, So the earthen were these people that were shaped by clay, but uh, after that process, they did become kind of fleshy. There was a lot of confusion in the beginning with that. Um, Skin tones being kind of earth tones, colors of the clay that they came from. But they also had, they were super big. They had four arms and two souls inside each of them so that they were kind of never lonely, never alone. They just lived happy with their perfect soul um, wandering around this island that they were on. It
0: was really cool. I really want to work with the two soul thing because in Greek mythology also, if you didn't know, listener, these humans that were made from clay, with two sets of everything, were split, kind of forced to look for their other half. Sort of a story about finding your true love and whatnot. I want to take that and really think about how two souls who are meant to be would really work almost to perfection. Not only that, I wanted to make the earthen sexless in a way, having them be being born from the earth, having the same color of the earth they're born from, and also having either strong feminine, strong masculine, or a mix of feminine and masculine features to, you know, really touch on the variety love can have, you know? That's just one way I want to twist humans around. And I would like to say, you know, don't be afraid to try and take something that seems so established, like humans, and kind of make it your own.
1: I also had an idea, and this is also kind of uh, in the same realm of humans are the base of everything around where I wanted a race that would fit well into either a really long-running campaign or a campaign that is intentionally set early in the history of the world. I wanted these sort of incomplete humans, so I ever so cleverly named them The Huma, um, (laughs) which is a terrible name, but it's what I got. So a couple like bullet points that I had about them pretty much they're genetically incomplete the race would be at maturity or when they hit level one that's when the players can choose an animal or sentient creature that they would kind of absorb or um, not absorb like oh yeah you don't kill them unless you want that it could be like a totally super evil race That'd be insane.
0: Race of evil-ass human-like Kirby's.
1: Yes, they just eat people, but then they, they don't poop them out from their mouth. Um, that's how it works, right? I was also kind of thinking in the realm of so many magical creatures are pretty much half-human. Think like centaurs, mermaids, even fairies having like pretty much a human body and fairy or butterfly-whatever wings. There are so many of these races that are pretty much half-human, and I would love for there to be this kind of base-first human race that had a need to complete themselves, and they were kind of the start point that branched off into all these crazy
0: magical creatures you see all throughout the world. I gotta say, I love, because it, it takes the human adaptive nature to an extreme, where they're adapting not just to their environment, but to literally the living things mm-hmm. around them.
1: And even I think it'd be cool, there. it opens up for a huge dynamic between some races could view their relationship to humans is a brotherhood or being like kind of cousins, being half related. And some could think of it as kind of a monstrosity where modern humans or just humans are, are still incomplete and inferior somehow. It gives the DM a lot of options for war and conflict, but also for bringing races together, which would be really, really cool. So getting into the kind of home brewing thing, we kind of talked about an an established one you've already we've already played with the earth in a little bit but
0: yeah um, think... i've got them pretty much all written out they could probably be worked on a little bit just for the sake of balance cuz you can't brew up one thing and expect it to be amazing and like perfect oh yeah even even the base stuff in the handbook isn't always perfect at everything i'm looking at you very human <laughs> perfect thing for every class
1: and they're still working on the uh the ranger to try and make it a playable class
0: (laughs) (laughs) which i've i've also homebrewed well adjusted a little bit i love the revised ranger i love what it's about but man that natural explorer level one skill it is a little intense
1: oh yeah (laughs) so what else would we talk about or what else when you're homebrewing a character what are some of the things that you talk about? What are some of the things that you, you kind of sit down and you're like, all right, I got this idea. I've got the earthen is kind of established. Let's try and do this with the Huma. What do we need to kind of go through to make this enter the playtest phase, I guess?
0: So not only is there the mechanics, before the mechanics, I really like to think of a situational story when i'm trying to brew up something like a race i mean for example the earthen i basically took the greek lore and even had the earthen split at one point in my campaign (laughs) damn right it was and i had them split by an evil goddess where you know it forced them to feel that loneliness and i i try to think of really abstract ways to really kind of breathe life in the campaign and put off some kind of emotion whether it's anger or sadness which the players felt both when this happened as strange as it sounds i try to put like an extreme emotion into a situation a race could experience and then i build around that a little bit tom tell me if you were playing a humor based on the description think of a tough situation one of them might feel
1: I'm thinking that the uh, the choosing kind of ceremony would be a pretty intense process. Culturally, is it something that is chosen for you based on need? You know, maybe um, they've settled into a plane and they, they're working their farmland, so they really need some, uh, some extra backbone out in the field. So maybe they say, all right, your batch of kids, the ones who are, are leveling up or whatever, you're all going to be half- horse so you can pull all the plows you know get those get those strong legs going maybe some of them are pumped they're like yeah i love to run i love to whinny i love having super long beautiful hair and some of them are like ah, i really want more than one toe on each foot, you know,
0: <laughs> like,
1: oh man, I'm really like, and how do you even clean Just those yourself? Just need that
0: extra balance. Yeah, come well, on. And
1: like, like, how am I gonna clip my own toenails?
0: Like, it's gonna take longer. Maybe I want less toes. Yeah, <laughs>
1: zero toes. The zero-toed horse. The next homebrew from episode two. <laughs> excellent
0: man we're really gonna pull in some crazy system mechanics that you guys never saw coming yeah thinking about that tom of how they can adapt to you know an animal for example in this situation i would say me- to translate it mechanically the human would have maybe a plus two to a chosen ability to represent what they're kind of taking on
1: I agree. And I also think that there should be additional features. Maybe because I'm thinking that this is when they start level one. So even though most races start with a plus somewhere, the humans start with plus ones everywhere, uh, unless it's a variant human. It might be that the humor are special because maybe they get plus one in three random things because we are using the human as a base. So we kind of give them half of what the human would get they are kind of incomplete and then let them take on an ability from the animal that they choose so it could be movement speed it could be uh like natural weapons it could be you know if you decide to be half frog you could be amphibious and that could be where the bullywogs come from there's lots of lots and lots of options but it, it also kind of spices it up so that you're not making a race that's like all right congratulations you made a race and it's plus one and it's plus two but also it depends on who you're playing with Because some people really want those pluses, those power gamers, that Mm -hmm. maybe you're forcing into a homebrew because you're tired of their shenanigans.
0: (laughs) I would say what I really like about this is the amount of options it gives. It does remind me a little bit of... Man, what is it? Like the... The Skinwalker, was it called? The Changeling? No, the Skinwalker. Which... Maybe I'm taking that right from Pathfinder because I believe the changeling is one that can morph its physical form, mm-hmm. but the skinwalkers are part of the the half. Oh, it's kind
1: of uh, Game of Thrones, Brandon Stark like warg where they they walk into some uh, they uh they kind of transport into another thing's skin or it's like they.
0: No, this this isn't Game of Thrones which dun, 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 dun. copyright. Oh, by the way, I. If there's a listener who wants to be mad at me, I stopped right before The Red Wedding. What? I, I stopped watching right before The Red Wedding.
1: What about reading?
0: I never read the books at all.
1: Or audiobooks. Uh, Audio media is excellent. <laughs>
0: okay, oh, Caitlyn. <laughs> all right, while well, you're, well, you're getting mad at me for not even getting to The Red Wedding, I'm going to pitch a few things. Let me take it back to how I was talking about the Skinwalkers. <laughs> so the Skinwalkers have... A lot of different choices in the fact that they could be boar, bear, alligator, stuff like that. And it affects their stats in a different way. I would say the humor would take it in a little bit more of a detailed way. Being able to choose not just something they're based on, but having choices within that choice. Let's say you decide on the humanoid base. The race you choose after that will grant you a feature so there'll be humans orcs it'll just keep going on and it'll have kind of like a borrowed feature when it comes to the humanoid races but also when it comes to the beasts you get to choose having natural weapons a climb speed a fly speed maybe
1: we've had some experience with fly speed at low levels so yeah i <laughs> to see i think you just have to be ready for it fly speed is uh is pretty cool if you're the player, <laughs> it's sometimes pretty devastating. And if you're the DM, you're the DM.
0: <laughs> if you are the DM, ready those crossbows.
1: Unless you're a monk, and then you catch them.
0: <laughs> ready those fire spells. Oh. oh wait, actually, let me change. Magic missile. Truth. So that's how you counter flying right there. <laughs> you know, there's no cover in the air. Back to what I was talking about. Monstrosities can have a very they can have a wide variety of things. I would say that one right there takes a little more work because you can't just borrow those monsters' skills because yeah. that's that's a balance issue. It's something to work on, you know? I so, also
1: think it's really important to understand that when you lay down a homebrew, it doesn't all have to happen at once. If you know that you're starting a level one campaign, maybe only plan the first like five levels. Like Right now we're talking about a race, so typically there isn't a lot of leveling up within a race. It's usually within the class that you deal with that, but... I think with a class like or with a with a race like this, it would be important to evolve as you kind of go along.
0: Um, Yeah, which I feel like you could do similar to how like the the drow have innate spellcasting and they get spells Mm -hmm. as they go through character levels, Mm -hmm.
1: get a couple extra features, and then if you get it all the way to level twenty, you can become the god of the minotaurs or of the no toad horses
0: no toad horses yay god what a title that's a deity that has not been covered in yet
1: it's true (laughs) see we here at bars and builders are a creative podcast so uh always know something weird's coming up
0: we're not experts but boy do we have a lot of opinions and a lot of ideas and we want to share them with you the listener yeah you sweet sweet nerd
1: yeah, if you ever want to interact with us, we we do have a Twitter account. It is at Bards and Builders. That's with an N in the middle.
0: It sure is. It's what fit.
1: If you guys have any ideas for homebrew, if you think that our ideas are wonderful or garbage, or wonderful garbage, <laughs> wonderful garbage the whole way.
0: Tom can take it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you want to not interact with us just through our podcast... Uh, my twitter handle is low tone chat
1: and mine's at it's me tom schmidt <laughs> super creative
0: Uh, i love it personally
1: is there anything else that you think we should touch on with a humor before we uh kind of wander on to our next segment
0: mm, you know what i'd have to say i think we're good yeah for a segment change This is our Grab Bag segment. We've written down a stat, descriptor, and feature, and we've all mixed them up, and we're going to pull them out and, out of these random things, make a race out of them on the spot.
1: In the future, we would love our listeners to be able to submit either to our Twitter or to our, either to the Bards and Builders Twitter or to either of our personal ones. Feel free to tweet at us. Just use the hashtag Rueple's grab Back. <laughs> No.
0: Rupl's grab Back. No, that's it. I love it. Ruple's
1: grab Back. That'll be R O O P
0: L E. Yep.
1: S S <laughs> G-R-A-B. R-A-C-E. Hashtag Grab Alright. Um Yeah, send them to us. <laughs> We're gonna be searching. Hopefully we get enough to uh, get a, a nifty pool for next episode. But yeah, we're we're going to make these three piles, pull one random one out from each one, and then try and make not just a race of like, oh, sure, he's got 20,000 arms and also uh, does cartwheels all the time. I <laughs>
0: figured you'd write that down. Uh,
1: <laughs> but we want to make it into something that's actually cohesive. So we're going to do our best, add some history, add some lore to to why this race is the way it is, and then uh, see where it goes. I'm just, so,
0: yeah. Tom, I got to apologize. I'm going to disappoint you with some of the shit I wrote down. I'm sorry.
1: We both said that we were going to do one funny and one serious, but I did not really submit a great serious one. So I tried
0: serious for most of it, but the features, if one of mine gets picked, it's going to be a doozy. I think
1: I had one serious feature.
0: Go ahead and take the first stat.
1: All right, let's see. It's going to be minus two strength.
0: Perfect.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's see where that takes us. Seems like we're going for a, a nimble
0: guy. Surprisingly, that is my serious one, because I think it's interesting to go with some extremes. Normally races mm-hmm. have a plus to this, a plus to that. But something like the orc, for example... Has, like, negative two intelligence, but then a boost to strength and a boost to con to yeah. make up for it. So I thought that'd be fun. Yeah. I'll pick up this next one. All right. We picked small wings.
1: Okay. That goes great with the strength because <laughs> they definitely can't fly. <laughs> and then the last one is going to be... Oh, these are all yours. Can become a tree for one... Tom.
0: Turn. Oh, one tom,
1: one tom, one tom. Tom to tiddly,
0: tom to tom.
1: Okay. So,
0: so we got all mine. That's that seems rigged.
1: <laughs> I mean, we did have a pool of four for each uh, thing because we didn't want to spend forever writing things that we uh, probably weren't going to use in the future. I guess we can keep these and then keep using them, and and uh we'll we'll continue the pool as we we get more and more. We're home brewing. A grab race.
0: It's not much of a race, but man does it just sound good, am I right?
1: But we're making a, a race.
0: Oh fuck. I I just got it, Tom. Yeah, that's God, I, I messed to... up.
1: It's alright.
0: Uh listener, I'm so sorry.
1: Just one listener. <laughs> that's kind of all we expect. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode one.
0: <laughs> I don't want to aim too high.
1: Yeah. I mean, if the year's 2025 and we're super famous or we have like a moderate number of (laughs) podcast listeners and you're all listening back, hey, welcome. Sorry that we're so great.
0: Let me pitch what I want this race to be. I'm going to go ahead and say this is going to be a Faye-based race. I'm going to make it small. It'll go along the wings.
1: So now with... The small, does that kind of include the minus two strength? Because doesn't being small automatically give you a... Oh, it's a lighter carrying capacity
0: because your and weight is And also you can't use heavy weapons.
1: Yes, so definitely not a heavy hitter.
0: So I'm going to say this is a small fey creature with small wings who is very mischievous and can turn into a tree to further cause mischief. There would be a plus two to charisma, and let's say a plus two to dexterity.
1: I like the idea, just as far as like form wise goes. Uh, if their small, tiny wings were um, made of leaves, and
0: oh, that sounds adorable. Their
1: super weak arms were made of really flimsy um, branches, so they're kind of like a, a foresty. forest nymph sprite so they're just this tiny little little mischievous little little wood wood sprite i feel like this already exists if i'm being totally honest
0: it might but you know i'm really getting a vibe of you know those bugs that look a lot like leaves like yes varied i'm thinking of that but in like a small humanoid form
1: i'm just imagining that but with like ronald mcdonald's face
0: oh my god that's horrible that's terrifying that's
1: that's where the charisma comes from
0: (laughs) yeah sure charisma like strictly an intimidation
1: isn't there a horror check like absolute terror can we add the feature um that they can uh maybe not cast fear but um maybe like once per day they can make their enemies afraid just because they're a gross (sighs) clown (laughs) twig with leaf wings
0: tom i don't know if you're purposely making the opposite of this adorable race i'm imagining but like you're definitely nailing it
1: <laughs> i love the idea of like something where like you're looking at a bush and you see oh there's a bunch of adorable little red berries <laughs> and you walk up to the bush because you're like i'm gonna eat some of these delicious berries and then all the fate, all the red berries turn around they're all ron McDonald's mcdonald faces and they all start attacking you with their weak weak arms <laughs> and then they all turn into trees and you're lost in a forest. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's oh, perfect. Man. Okay, Nothing so... Nothing could be improved. I, Listeners, I... if you agree with me, tweet, Tom's Grab Race. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you think that's terrifying and you don't want to see that in your dreams, tweet, Chad's Grab Race. Also, I gotta say, I think... I gotta I gotta separate our races for this one because we got
1: horror clown twig and adorable uh like, cherry tomato
0: yeah like i would say these are two different races we've got our... a can, can i just pick up one of the features i was really hoping you'd grab okay let me gotta read this one okay because I, I felt like it was fated to happen but fate didn't deliver this feature was can mimic danny devito for an hour Perfectly. Who is Danny DeVito in this universe? Himself. He just
1: rolls out of the sky.
0: (laughs) Well, well, maybe no one knows who he is, but this race... Only this race knows Danny DeVito. (laughs) Metaphorically, or even just does a perfect impression of his voice, and they're like, ah, I love this voice, but like, who could possess such a thing? And Danny DeVito is out there somewhere in the world. I'm trying cutting to, down a dragon. Can
1: you please do your best Danny DeVito voice as you wrote this down, and I feel it's now necessary. Oh
0: my God, I, I have no, I have no idea how to put that much grumble into my voice. I'm
1: trying to imagine his voice from Matilda, where I think he was a little less grumbly, uh, and I'm just imagining going sweetest pie. No, that's more Timon from Lion King.
0: Yeah, you sure. See, I I just sound like I can only do like a drum compression.
1: What's a, what's a great? You gotta get, you gotta get that voice hole, get in that voice hole.
0: I'm the trash man. I think that was in Always Sunny. Yeah, I don't really watch that much, though, but I do remember that episode.
1: I just I've seen the Dayman Nightman episode. He's the creepy troll and uh, Matilda, where yep. he's actually married to his wife.
0: So, uh, I would say, you know, I can conclude that those are your choices. If you choose to use them, my adorable small leaf race, uh, Tom's terrifying horror pl- clown twig, which can turn into a tree and
1: yeah, and I want sprout
0: this... a forest around you, yeah, just to fuck with you. Can
1: you just imagine being in the Feywild and like it's supposed to be a place of mischief and worry? And you go and you're like, oh, I finally found something to eat. It's going to be great. And then they're all clown faces and then you're lost in a forest. You thought you found something and it just made everything terrible. I think as a DM, it would just be like the cherry on the cake of just a perfect, perfect session. Um, Right?
0: Maybe. But we also got to think about the third option of being Danny DeVito.
1: It's true. Next time, we'll draw it for sure.
0: I'll think of another hilarious actor to use.
1: It's all going to be impressions that we can't do. Wait, we should really lock down the impressions we can do? Because mine, uh, I mean, like, I can do Timon from The Lion King, apparently. That's about it.
0: <laughs> uh, I can do a few. Uh, All right, here's Winston from Overwatch. Hello. Hi. Hey there. I built a chrono accelerator. I'm sure I can do this. Uh, I think I can do Roadhog. Hold on. Push off, Roadhog. Mm, Hmm. That was okay, I guess. Got this voice. It just sort of sounds like an unintelligent ruffian. Um, maybe mixed accent. God, that's terrible. I can't do accents. So
1: maybe one of our cards the next time should just be awful accents all the time.
0: With a minus two to charisma. Oh, man. I think we should call it an episode right there. Yeah. Do you have any do you have any closing notes?
1: At Bards and Builders on Twitter, we are eagerly awaiting to see what you guys have in store. If you guys can top Danny DeVito voice, or if you would prefer adorable Leaf Cutie or uh, Ronald McDonald Horror Stick.
0: I feel like this is going to be a continuous thing. We're just trying to prove who can brew up the best stuff
1: yeah and uh we haven't gotten it up yet but we are planning on hosting um kind of our rough homebrew ideas somewhere um we might be typing them up as this episode goes up and we might just tweet them um but hopefully later on we'll figure something else that's a little bit access friendly um so that you guys can hang on to these homebrews and and join this journey with us
0: to be honest I think this episode is like our first episode, and it we're gonna develop more but like man if you've if you've listened to it all the way, I really appreciate it
1: yeah thank you
0: we We wanted to start up a little hobby of sorts, and we're kind of having fun with it if you're enjoying it, it makes me worlds happy it really does
1: world buildings happy
0: world buildings happy. <laughs> Thank you so much.